0: Hello and welcome to the Vandeltron Curious World Podcast. Episode 25. My guest today is Amber D'Amato. Today's episode is all about yoga. Now, already you are already having an opinion of, Oh my God, yoga. I can't wait. This is going to be awesome. Or you may be thinking, Oh man, I def... Yeah, yeah. Whatever, man. This, this might be bullshit. Yeah, we talk about yoga... But there's other things, too. I mean, it's kind of a backdrop. It's really about um, you know making yourself happy, exploring the things that you're fearful of, and turning negatives into positives. It, yoga's kind of just a backdrop. I mean, I guess we get into it in, in terms, of, terms of specifics. But I would encourage you to just have an open mind. You know, regardless of uh, what we do in our lives, or you know are uh, the things that we're into we're all connected we're all on a journey together and I think you'll find merit into it regardless if you're into yoga or not and who knows have an open mind and maybe this is something that may inspire you to not necessarily try yoga although that would be cool but maybe you know pick up that book that you've always been curious about or take that cooking class or learn a new language I mean that's really what it's about is you know kind of exploring the world, not just for the sake of exploring the world, but to improving yourself and making yourself better for yourself. Not for anything other than that. You know, I think a lot of times we just kind of ignore our wants and desires and the things that are going to make us happy, make us better, and instead we kind of are kind of focused on uh, ambition and the things that we, you know, supposedly need to do, whether it's for career or for other people you know focusing on yourself is actually a good thing uh it radiates and people gravitate to that um so I'm not going to say too much else I just want to get right into this uh conversation I'm going to fade you out to uh actually amber is a is a musician we get into it a a little bit in the conversation but not too much and I wish we I wish we kind of did um that that that's one regret I have another regret is uh you know amber talks about um you know, talks about relationships a little bit, and I wish, uh, I wish I'd wish, i love to bring her back on the show and, you know, just have a, con- a conversation just talking about love, you know, all forms of love. I think that would be amazing. So Amber, if you're listening and you know, if you're up for that, let's do a part two. Anyway, so as I was saying before I interrupted myself, uh, I'm going to fade you out to one of her original songs. It's called Looking For You. It's amazing. It's sweet. It's uh, just like her. You can find her music on Reverb Nation. Uh, just look her up. Her na- Amber, is actually spelled with a Y and then D'Amato. Um, her Twitter handle is Amber D'Amato, all one word. Um, she's amazing. And this conversation, I think you'll really like it. You know, a lot of times I, I sign off and I say, uh, go out and do good in the world. Today, I challenge you to be the reason someone feels loved. So without further ado, episode 25, All About Yoga with Amber D'Amato. For, for, for my sake. Of course. T- t- talk to me a little bit about what we just did.
1: In class? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that was like an open level class that I would say open level meaning more like intermediate, you know, safe for beginners, but like a strong class, you know, not like the hardest class you ever took, but more of a, yeah, like a good intermediate. Um, I feel like it got a little bit of everything. We did some sun salutations, we did some twisting, we did some arm balancing, we did some, you know, some balancing, like the tree and the warrior three. We did a little upside down. We did some back bends, some seated poses. So we did a little bit of everything, you know, so you get a little bit balanced practice. Um, like the couple in the back behind you that I work they come to my class all the time so I sort of like work with them a little bit more to like stuff that they really want help with like the handstand you know it's like they're just they can do it but they're just like afraid so I know sort of how to work with them with up here like how to like I'm just working with them gradually to like help them get less afraid to be upside down um a couple of people I was working with for the first time so I don't I don't really like adjust people very strong if I don't know their body. Yet. You can do it. You know? Suck it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't like. Um, I don't like touch people too hard if if I don't know them either. So it's like just gentle things because you just you just don't know. Even when I ask people if they have injuries, sometimes people forget, or they're like, it doesn't hurt right now. Or too prideful. Yeah, or it hurts in that pose, or who knows, you know, or maybe even just sometimes people like. I used to cry a lot in yoga. Like, I used to, like, like have emotional, like, things come up for me. So I think sometimes that, like, I think sometimes if you touch people, you want to, like, be in that place of, like, caring for them and healing and not, like, you know, <laughs> You're bringing them, you know, <laughs> ringing them out. But, um, I mean, how did it feel for you? How it was felt?
0: great. It was, uh, um, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, we have human nature to always kind of compare to our past experiences, mm-hmm. right? Whether yeah. we're, you know, whether it's whether we're dating somebody new yeah. and versus somebody that we had. So I, I can't help but compare to some of the the limited my limited experience that that I currently have. So a lot of it was it was slightly different, but uh, there there's things that are like, oh, okay, this is similar to to you know to Valid ABC, yeah, yeah, of like what I what I've done. Um, You know, I will say overall, generally, you know, overall with yoga, one thing that I, you know, for a while I was going and I just, it was just, uh, it was just very, you know, my instructors who, uh, all, all lovely human beings, and they will all say like, how's it going? I'm like, "Ah, I don't know. I just, you know, whatever. And they were like, what's wrong? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just not getting better. And uh, I just, and then, uh, and then one of my, one of my instructors was like, who cares? (laughs) Like you're are you you're coming every day and you're and you're breathing. That's yeah, it. That's yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, and yeah. I, I I think, you know, we, we always have this 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 mentality of, you know, getting better. You know, always elevating. And, you know, one thing that yoga's enabled me to do is you you just do it and then the process of doing it, you know, it's not the poses, it's in between.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: that's when it clicked for me. And I'm just like, wow, this is actually is fun, you know, and it does like that. At this point, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't care if I'm not, you know, I may never be flexible. I don't care if I struggle. Like one day I'll struggle. Another day I feel like fine. I can like, Hey, I can do this for two more hours. I don't know. I don't get it. Maybe that's a mystery for me and I'll never solve it. But, uh, I just kind of let all that go.
1: Yeah. I think that, like you said, the poses tell us something like, um, like my friends who want to work on the handstand, for instance, it's like, They somehow have a fear of being upside down, but they never had that fear before, but all of a sudden they're afraid of being upside down. So it's like, how can we work with that? Well, what's coming up? Like, I'm afraid I can't support myself. I'm afraid to see things a little differently. I want to do it, but I'm afraid my body won't let me do it. So there's all different things that I think that teach people things about themselves that are really cool, you know, that even if it's not about doing the handstand, it's about all of the, like I told them, I was like, it took me 10 years to learn how to do the handstand. 10, you know, it's all the process leading up to it, you know, and enjoying that, I guess. a So how,
0: how did you, how did you discover yoga? How did you get into it? Uh, I mean, it's okay. I will say, I, preface. So for, for, uh, for listeners, um, you know, I've always, I've known Amber through only on the periphery. And every time that I would run into you, you would be as you are right now, beaming with a smile. Oh,
1: thank you. And I was in a
0: weird place in my life where I was just like, why is she, why is she in such a good mood all the time? <laughs> and, then, uh, and then a different chapter in my life was, how is she in a good mood all the time? So I was always curious about that. Um, how did you get into this?
1: I actually found yoga in a really when I was in a really dark place in my life. Um, and funny enough. It, it was through my acting teacher, it was totally unexpected. And um, but long story short, I had been going to school in DC. I was studying classical voice and opera, and um, and I had a really rough year. I had like a very close friend die, kill himself actually, and then it was 9-11 and there was, you know, it was my first year away from home, like, and it was really far away and I didn't feel like I had any community or support. And, um, so I just sort of like went down, down the spiral for, for a little while. And, um, anyway, I mean, I, I sort of like pulled it together just enough to move to New York. And then I started, like, I went to like an acting Conservatory or whatever.
0: Wait, where was Uh, home?
1: Nebraska, Omaha, Nebraska. Yeah, so I went home to Omaha just for a minute to sort of pull myself together. But even pulling myself together, I say, I say, like on bare bones, like just just scraping by emotionally. You know, I was and I was on antidepressants and seeing a grief counselor and, um, you know, a little bit even just more like I just felt like I needed so much help and healing and but I also didn't want to be in Nebraska because Nebraska at that time it's really great now like whenever I go back now there's like stuff to do but at that time in my life there's there was nothing to do Is so, that
0: Trader Joe's
1: there I think they have one uh, now but that was
0: didn't. like a big thing like so I'm I uh, I went to high school in Virginia and we have a Trader Joe's now so I'm like whoa it's look at that yeah, <laughs> We're moving, moving, up. moving up yeah
1: to totally. <laughs>
0: not, not as traffic as here, though.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, even then, I wasn't even 21. You know, I think I was still, like, 19 years old. So, even then, it's just, if you don't drink or you're not going out to a bar, sometimes there's just... In other places besides big cities, just sometimes it's, there's not always stuff to, for younger people to do. Which is unfortunate. But that, that's changing, you know, now there's, I think, a Did lot of Did you
0: feel like you were kind of, like, slipping back and, like, oh, I, I'm back here
1: yeah, I just felt like I, ha- I like I was away from my community, and I wanted my community. But then I got home to my community, and they were all like depressed and sad too, like you know, because this, you know, this this tragedy with our friend was just so so sad. And I had never lost anybody. Like my grandparents were still around, you know what I mean. Like, I had never lost anybody. Nobody ever died in my life yet. And so to lose a a friend like a young friend who was like my friend growing up it it was, so, it was just so it was so sad it like pulls the rug out from under you and you feel like every, you know you you question your religion you question your existence you you question so many things that it's and, and I think that that time though for everybody like not just me but eighteen nineteen twenty early twenties I think that that time is just hard for people like. I don't think that I'm special in that sense, that that horrible thing happened, but I think that that time is a time where you're really discovering yourself and who you are anyway. So that just, but that was my experience, so I, anyway, you know, I I felt like that. But I I went home for a minute, and then I re-auditioned and went to school in New York, and again I was just sort of like existing. I was in New York, I was happy to be in New York. It was a good distraction but I was still crying every day like for sure and um, my acting teacher was a real jerk but he was one of those teachers that you like you love them but you hate them because they're so good at what they do but they're just they just know how to push your buttons you know he made us do yoga and um,
0: what was I'm, your reaction to that? It it was,
1: well, I couldn't touch my toes. I couldn't do the push up, like the knees, chest, and chin. I couldn't do it, because I just was never really like an active. Like I was an artsy kid. I was not a sportsy kid. I was a
0: no, but if I if if (laughs) if I was in an acting class and a teacher told me to to you know we're gonna do yoga, I'd probably I'd be like fuck this. Yeah. You know, just I mean I'm here. You know, because when you're an actor, like I'm I I don't want to waste my time. You know, I'm an actor. I don't, I'm not a tea kettle. Right. You know, don't be, I don't want to do this bullshit. <laughs>
1: totally. Well, the way he prefaced it, like, to make us do it was that it was our physical warm-up. So we do a vocal warm-up where we would, like, you know, do our little, like, me, 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 you know, little vocal warm-ups um, to project on the stage. And then you had this physical warm-up, which was the sun salutations, like a little bit of yoga. And then you'd have a character warm-up where... You would either do a monologue from your character or you would, like, you know, let's say your character wore high heels. You would put your high heels on and walk around for a few minutes or whatever, you're, like something that your character might do. So we had to do this in the beginning of every class of his. And and I swear to God, the, the man was not a yoga teacher. He was an acting teacher. So he, was, he would, like, come over with his foot and, like, push my... Like, chin on the floor and be like, knees, chest, and chin, Damato. Put your chin on the floor. <laughs> I like, I can't. I can't do it. So
0: It's like, um, can I see some certification for this? Oh, like,
1: man, it was the worst. And I was so humiliated because I couldn't touch my toes and everybody else was like dancing and doing like, you know, other things that could sort of, they could get by in the yoga. And I just had such a hard time. So... Anyway, I took some classes uh, outside of school. Um, I found it out on Craigslist. This was back when like Craigslist was still...
0: No, wh- why did you want to take other classes? Legit. Because you wanted to get better at acting? and Or well, I wanted did to you get, actually like doing it?
1: I wanted to get better at the warm-up so that Mr. Pearson wouldn't yell at me <laughs> every
0: time. He would drive your face in the floor.
1: I didn't really like it, but I didn't... I didn't dislike it. I only disliked it because I couldn't do it. Do you know what I mean? So I was like, let me see if I can get better, because obviously he wasn't helping me to be able to do it better. So I, I took a few, but I was, like, broke, because I was in conservatory in New York in 19, and you know what I mean? It's, like, broke. But um, So I, I did a, um, I found a Craigslist ad that was, you know, basically saying, you come and answer the phone for three hours a week at the yoga studio, and you can have free yoga classes, so I did that. And I and I remember being like so silly now because now I don't want to travel unless I have to around the city, but as I lived in Midtown and I went to school in Midtown, but I was like, I want to go downtown. I want to be in Soho and take yoga and so, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I you know would get on the train and go to answer the phone for a few hours and then. Um, Take a class like before. Or after I was answering the phone, I could do homework there, and and I just did that for a little while. And, and um... but what was
0: that world like for you? Was it like wow? This is like were you like? I mean, because I we all we all discover things usually by happenstance or accident, and you know it's not like I want to study yoga because of you know the because of mindfulness or anything. You want to study because you. We're fearful of your, your acting. I get that.
2: Yeah, totally. For, for your
0: acting class. So, being, you know, you know, inserting yourself to that world, you know, what, what was that like?
1: I think it took me a little while to really get the whole picture of that world as being separate. Because in my mind, I was just going to class to get better for the acting teacher, right? But then, it was very, like subtle. It didn't happen overnight, but it was very subtle how I found myself wanting to be at the yoga studio more than just my three hours a week of answering the phone and taking a couple classes. Like I found myself trying to go every day to take a class and I don't, you know, looking back at it now, I I guess I must have been feeling better on some level just knowing that that time for myself was good, but... Pretty soon, like that was my, you know, second to last semester of school. So I, it was only a short period of overlap where I was doing the yoga, like taking classes at the yoga studio. Oh, and then then, to school. So
0: when you started doing that, you were ending with. uh,
1: Yeah, I was close uh, to being done. You you were like, tree pose, bitch! Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) So I (laughs) I love it. I have a very famous uh very famous quote for one of my friends. I would say, Down dog bitches
2: <laughs>
1: um, but wait a
0: minute. let's back up here. Was he do so now that, you know, in hindsight, was he doing anything accurate or was he just like you know, turning your body into a pretzel just cause he would
1: just No, he was doing things right. He was very traditional, so he would be like considered um an Ashtanga yoga teacher in in uh, our modern definitions of yoga styles. So
0: um, he he had some experience. He did. Of.
1: And he wasn't. And he and I, and I feel like he probably had a yoga certification. Truth be told, but he was like an old man, and he was very specific about why he wanted us to do things, and he didn't explain always why it was, but he just was like, well, it has to be this way because I say so, (laughs) you know, and it seems,
0: (laughs) it seems almost counterintuitive. Totally. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I mean, it's like, you have to, basically he would say, you know, you have to be able to do these yoga poses because how will you ever be able to be a certain character? Like if you can't move your body. Like, what if this character needs to get down under the table to hide from someone in a scene? Or what if you need to run away? Or what if you need to do something? His whole philosophy was like, you need to, your body needs to be able to move so that you can be like a chameleon to, to fit into whatever character you might be. Um, so it sort of makes sense in, in an acting way, but in a yoga way, you know, you don't go and push people's, Faces on the floor, (laughs) but he was an acting teacher, you know, not a yoga teacher. But I mean, so that little overlap of of yoga and and school was really good for me because I started to feel like I had a little a net for me for when I was done with school. Because sometimes when you finish conservatory, it's like, okay, good luck, like pat you on the back and just send you out, and you're like, well, what now? You know, and I felt like I had a little bit of a support to Maybe do some auditions and do Some of this and some of that and I felt like at least I knew I could still go and take class Because it's all of a sudden you have the whole day free and you're like, what do I do? Do I go to look at backstage all day? Do I go? Try to find an agent like it's just sometimes you need I think for Creative people we need a, a, some sort of structure Absolutely. to the day otherwise you lose your mind so it was at least I knew that I had, you know, one shift at the yoga studio, plus I could take class and I could kind of build my day around that. But but pretty soon, you know, after I was there for a few months, I, I started feeling better emotionally and I stopped crying every day and I started feeling more like a, some sort of version of myself that... Um, that again, I think when you're in your when you're young like that, you don't necessarily know who you are. But I started to feel like I had become this better version of myself. Like I was better than how I was before I got really depressed. But then, I, because I was growing up and learning more about myself, I was this accelerated version. Like I felt like I was even better than before that really dark, like time of my life. And um, and I. And I felt like there was something to that. And I, um, you know, I ended up, like, I didn't want to teach yoga. I just ended up doing it because, like, I fell into it. You know, like, I, I did a teacher training just to learn more about yoga. Not to teach, but just to learn more about the poses. And then because I felt so much better, I felt like, oh, like, I, I should share that with people. Like, I should let them know that they don't have to be sad, you know, they can feel better too, they can, they can find this, this better version of themselves somehow by taking this time, you know, every day to like work a little bit on your body or your mind or whatever, people come to yoga for all different reasons, so whatever it is, you know, maybe I can help them feel a little bit better too, and, um, one of my friends described it to me as like, she calls it like the wounded healer complex, it's like you you heal yourself a little bit every time you help someone else heal. So there's always that darkness still sort of sits there. And that sad part of my life is still like, I still remember it, but it gets like a little bit better every time, you know, I can help others or every time I can teach or, you know.
0: Do you ever feel that uh, there are days where you just like, you're just like not into it, like you're getting back to, to active teachers. One day, my acting teacher was just, he, I don't know why, he was just pissed off in the beginning. And he was just like, God damn it. You know, I don't want to be here. And I've got to admit, sometimes I don't, there are times where I don't want to be here. You know, I'm a human being just like you all. And I was just like, holy shit. Whoa. And, but it's true. Like, we, you know, we see, in, you know, our, our teachers, you know, as, as, as one thing. Like, you're, um, you know, you're, 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 you're this rock. I mean, do you ever feel like, man, I'm just feeling, like, really low? Or is is yoga different? Is yoga just something that you look forward to and you just turn on the switch and and it just and it, it's not really an issue?
1: Well, wow, that's a great question. I think that the answer is um, sometimes it's one way and sometimes it's the other way. You know, sometimes I come in and I don't feel like being there. I feel tired or I feel low or I had a bad day or... I had a really hard time getting there, you know, some, because I travel all day to get in between my classes. So I'm on the subway and just like horrible things happen on the subway. Sometimes, <laughs> you know, you, you give yourself an hour and you get there with less than five minutes to spare and you only had to go five stops or something. And you're just
0: like, We're going express to 2084th <laughs> Street.
1: <laughs> MTA, no. Um, so sometimes those things happen and you. And you have a bad day and it's like, the cool thing about yoga is you can come in and be like, so I had a really bad morning, but we're all here now and, you know, let's like all go into child's pose. I'm going to join you and pull it together. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes you can just be honest with people and tell them and they sort of appreciate... Like, oh, she's a person just like the rest of us. You know, like, oh, this is how she's going to feel better. We're going to feel better, too. So sometimes I think you can totally be honest and just say, you know, what's going on. Or you can turn it into, like, how you might want to teach the class. Like, some teachers are really, really skilled at weaving in a theme. And they might tell you a little story about what happened to their cat yesterday. And all of a sudden, you're standing on your head. And they're talking about the cat. And you're like, wow. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. um, but but I think that the flip side also is that, like, my teacher told me that um, when you go into teach, it's not your time. It's their time. So oftentimes, if I had a bad day or I did feel weird about something, once I open the door to the class, I do turn on the switch of, like, this is their time. And if I need some time for myself, I'm going to take that after, or I'm going to get up early before and take some time for myself to do my own yoga practice or call a friend or read or, you know, play guitar or do whatever I need to do to like help myself to make that time for myself to get over whatever I've been upset about. Does, it, does that make
0: sense? Yeah. I, I guess, okay. you know, everybody has their own style. I mean, I've been in certain classes where it's just, you know, almost militaristic where there's, you know, it's just a voice. Yeah. And then I've had other, you know, times where, you know, they're making, they're making jokes and it's like, hey, I'm, I'm suffering here. I'm trying to concentrate. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to concentrate on my suffering. Um, but, you know, I, I guess what, everybody's different and that's that's the key thing and one thing that i i I thought it was unique is you know kind of what i alluded to uh the beginning was you know your body is different every day and i was wondering if you could provide some insight on that so is that just is that just something that we just have to accept or is that something that we can work on
1: like uh in terms of flexibility or just in terms of the actual physical body being different yeah
0: so like for instance like if you know if somebody does a yoga class every day your body may you know your body's just not going to react the same way you know some poses may be more challenging you you just you know you just may be lethargic or, yeah. or whatever whatever that may be yeah. I mean is that um, I mean, obviously you, you can factor in like, you know, if you have a hangover, or, I'm not talking about stuff like that. I just mean like if every, you know, the baseline, everything is kind of, you know, similar. Um, I mean, how, is that just the anomaly of our body or?
1: I mean, I think that the hangover is actually a good way to look at it because it's, it's like one factor that you could take into consideration. I'm a little dehydrated or I'm hungover, you know, that's one thing, but then it could be, it's cold outside. You know, it's like, I don't teach the splits in the winter because it's too cold for people. I feel like they're going to hurt themselves, you know, but in the summer, I'm back to teaching splits all summer. So I have a joke with like some of my students that I personally lose my splits over the winter and then I get them back every summer. So it's like this dance with my own body too, that I, I let certain poses go when it's too cold outside because I don't. I just get worried that people will push too hard and then they go outside in the cold and it just like hits you like a ton of bricks, you know? Um, Or you know, in the summertime too, right? It's just so hot that there's just like slipping and sliding everywhere. You know, certain things I don't teach in the summer because I'm worried people are going to slide. Or I might have to say, oh, make sure you wipe off your mat before you go into the wheel so you don't, you know, your hands don't slide. Um, time of day, you know, some people do really well practicing in the morning. Some people prefer at night. Like in the morning, everybody's body's a little tighter, but then they sort of feel good all day if they do it in the morning or at night. They're a little bit more tired, but they, their body's a little bit more open. So I do think that all those things sort of matter too, you know, in terms of how your body feels that day when did you eat, you know, how much water did you drink?
0: Is is it good to (laughs) to switch it up? Like if you do like a 10 a.m. class, maybe one day you switch it up and do a 6 p.m. class. Or do you think that it's better for your body to keep a routine?
1: I think it depends on the person. I think that certain people really thrive on routine and really need routine. Um, And for those people, like having a sequence, like a set sequence, like, for instance, the Ashtanga primary sequence or, uh, you know, a a certain order of poses at a certain time of day works really well for them. But some people just need that discipline. Otherwise, it doesn't happen. Like, otherwise, the yoga class doesn't happen at all, you know? But then I think some people do a little bit better with like switching it up and especially new new students to yoga like it's great to try different teachers and styles and places so that you can see what you like you know I think it's maybe you like more chanting in your class maybe you like more props maybe you like more restorative you know if you have a really stressful day like sometimes it's nice to just chill out in class some people need you know I sort of describe it as like a if you think about our mind as being, like, a little kid or a dog, like, you have to throw them outside in the yard to run around a little bit before they can sit still. (laughs) Some people need a really strong, like, booty-kicking class before they can, like, chill out and get their work done or, like, talk to you like a human being. You know, a lot of times people come in and they're really stressed out, and it's like, I'm gonna, we're gonna work hard, you know, just to get that, that recess quality happening before, before they can like meditate or relax or whatever. But, um, but I think that we're so different. Like I think that, and I think that that actually makes my job a little hard sometimes in a group class. It's just cause I know that everybody's, even if two people are doing down dog and they look the same, they don't feel it the same. Their bodies just aren't the same. So I think sometimes that's a challenge for me as a, as somebody who has like big group classes, just mm-hmm. to just to be able to care for every single body, um, in their own, you know, respect their body. It's it's as that's a challenge for sure.
0: What about the you know half being in the room and half being elsewhere? So one thing that I've kind of uh, experienced is you know like balancing poses. Like I I don't really have a lot of balance, so in a situation where I have to be on one leg. Um, certain, I, I feel like I, I'm. I have more. I'm stronger in one leg than the other. Sometimes, some days. So, I'm. You know, I'm doing my pose. I'm looking myself in the mirror, but I'm drifting, and I'm thinking about like a. Thinking about a, a you know a mountaintop or something, and I'm hitting the pose like perfect. I'm like it's all. I'm like and like oh my god that's awesome. And then I come back in the room like oh, and I fall over. <laughs> so it's. Is, I mean, how, how, I, I should be in the room, right? Or should I, is that, is that a situation where, I mean, that is kind of a meditative state.
1: Yeah, I think, I think if you're making a laundry list of people you have to call and text and email, then I would probably encourage you to, you know, do something to help you stay more in the room, you know? But I think if it's if it's a, some beautiful visualization, or sometimes we set an intention at the beginning of class, like, "Oh, this class is going to be for I'm working on my strength today," or "I'm working on my staying in the room today," or whatever it is. Sometimes if th- those kind of things come up, or some people like set an intention for a friend or for something else, then sometimes that will come up for people. Like, they'll visualize their friend, or they'll visualize whatever their intention is. If you're visualizing strength and you see this mountain, it's like, that's, you know, also like a strong thing to help you, like, think about rooting down or the point of lifting up. Like, it might really be helpful for balancing. So it's hard for me to, like, say, oh, that's bad or that's good or whatever for you, you know?
0: Right. So so you're saying that... that uh you can go in and out of both worlds, so to speak. Yeah, I
2: think um, so. Because I'm
0: always, I'm a, you know, I, you, know, I, I've always been heard like, you know, you know, you know, be, you know, be in this moment, you know, be, you know, present, uh, yeah. right? Yeah, sure. and I get that. It definitely makes sense to me. But at the same time, I just feel like my mind, it's meditative, and I feel like my brain does want to, you know, go to the mountain top or. You know go into a forest or something
1: yeah so see something beautiful and sort of align with that I, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that yes i'm doing something
2: right <laughs> Enlightenment <here laughs> I come. okay so uh
0: yeah sorry i'm throwing all these questions at that you because great. i i you know now, now that i've done it you know now that, that that i'm in this i have so many questions i um, love it so I know you travel a lot for, for yoga. What is your experiences in terms of, uh, you know, somebody like a metropolitan area like New York? Obviously, you know, a lot of people are very serious about it. And you have people who are experienced. But what about cities outside? Like what do you do? you shift and do you change your, your <laughs> classes a little bit? Yeah,
2: definitely. Bring a few
0: um, more extra blocks.
1: Well, it's so funny. It's just that New York is so great because... People are really serious, but then New York is not great because people are really serious, right? It's, it's like I go to Miami a lot to teach, and uh, people roll into class 10 minutes late. Like, it's no big deal, you know? And the New Yorker in me, even though I'm from Omaha, I've been here for 12 years, the New Yorker in me is like, they're late?
0: Yeah, that's, some that's disrespectful.
1: so disrespectful. Yeah. That's so so disrespectful. You know, it's like my whole body, like everything is like, oh
2: I can't believe
1: it. You know, it's like it's like a big deal for like the first couple days that I go. And then and then after a couple days I'm like, okay, this is how we roll in Miami. You know, it's just like I just gotta relax a little bit. I need to not let the angry New Yorker, you know, come out. And so do I think you should be late to class? No. But do I think that it's the end of the world? No. You know, it's you sort of have to find a nice, happy medium. And I think that when I leave New York to take class elsewhere and teach elsewhere, I love to see the dynamic of what people in other places are teaching and what people want to feel or experience. Um, You know, I was just in Colorado and I, I took a bunch of really great classes there, but they're nothing like the classes that I would teach or take here. They're A little bit more mellow and we were still doing handstands and advanced things but they just weren't moving so so fast and part of me just wonders is that because these people have been outside all day or they've been out in the mountains or they've been on their bike and they don't need to be thrown out in the yard for recess you know like is there a different quality of their mind because they get a little bit more nature or they get they work different out. I mean, I have no idea, you know, it's like everybody, people have different jobs. And, and
0: are, are people in the class, are they committed? Do they, are they focused?
1: Right, it's hard for me to tell if they're committed because it's like my first time at that studio, right. you know, but um, but yeah, it seems to me like they are but, are, but they're a little bit more, everything is a little bit more relaxed when you leave New York. Like classes, you know, it's not that they're always starting late, but classes, just, just like there's just a little less chaos there. For instance, one of my classes, my Monday night class, I have 20 people on the wait list who cannot get into that class because it's full. So that class turns into a major stress fest for all the people who are on the waitlist who showed up to take a class and now they can't, total bummer for them the people who are in the room who are now being like pushed over into the corner because we're trying to fit in a couple extra mats and then you know me and then the front desk because then everyone goes out and yells at the front desk to be like I signed up for this class and now I can't take it like you know and then they're mad and and, and it's like uh like that just that kind of stuff doesn't happen. At least in my experience, I haven't seen that happen so much in Miami or in Colorado or in Omaha or, um, you know, some of the other places where I've taught. Like, there's just the the quality, like, the quantity of people is smaller. So you're more likely to get into the class that you want to get into. Whereas here, there's so many people, it's sometimes hard to, you know.
0: So those. So, you, you've taught in back in Nebraska. Yeah. So, yeah. what was that like? Uh,
1: it was great. It was super fun. Um, I, I taught uh, several classes um, whenever I go back home to visit my mom or, like, a friend of mine was getting married, so we did, like, a bachelorette thing, and I scheduled some classes, and uh, it's cool to see, you know, they didn't have yoga there when I was growing up, so it's cool to see that exists there and how people are open to it. And Because um, when I first started teaching, my mom was like, I don't want you doing that. I don't want you hanging out with those weird yoga hippies. You know,
2: <laughs>
1: she was... So she
0: thought you were like joining a cult. Full on. Yeah. She was
1: not into it. And now she does yoga at her gym, you know, and she is 65 and she rocks it, you know, and she never would have done that, you know, 10 years ago.
0: She did it, she discovered it on her own, or? No, through me,
1: I mean, she, we used to do, um, she hurt her back a couple years ago, and so we did some Skype yoga lessons. Uh, You know, this is like, probably even pre-Facetime, but um, yeah, we would just call her and tell her what to do to help her a little bit with her back, because she was always like, oh, I'm not gonna get down on the floor. So like, okay, like, lay in your bed. This is what we'll do, and um,
0: don't tell me what to do. Yeah,
1: I know it's so funny (laughs) to like with your parents, right? They they always bring up the like the worst sometimes the best, but sometimes the worst of like just being like, No, I said your right foot, that's your left foot, you know. And I would never say that to one of my students, that would be so nice. But it's my mom, like, Shut up! (laughs) Um, So yeah, we would do some Skype yoga lessons, and then and then actually she she was really overweight for many years and, and then she started feeling a little better from our yoga and then she was like well maybe I could join a gym and so you know in her 60s she like joined what she calls like a chubby person's gym um because she didn't feel comfortable going to a gym like unless other people were like overweight so she'd like join a gym That some guy from The Biggest Loser started, and now she like does all classes. She does like yoga a couple days a week. She does you know little workout classes. She like you know lost a ton of weight, and now in her sixties is feeling like better than she felt in her forties or in her fifties. And I think that that's really cool. So um, I, I think sometimes that you know not to like preach the gospel of yoga, but I think sometimes that yoga helps people to find their body again if they haven't been able to connect to it. Like, for me, like, I was never a sportsy kid, so I didn't want to do dance class or PE or stuff like that. Like, I was always trying to get out of it because I I didn't like it. But yoga was the first thing that... I want to sing! Yeah, (laughs) I just wanted to do the artsy stuff. But I think that yoga helped me to connect to my body in a different way without judgment. And, like, you know, like you said, your teacher said, you know, it doesn't really matter. Who cares if you can do the pose right or whatever, you know, and I think that I saw that with myself, I saw that with my mom, just being able to, okay, like, I can do this one stretch in bed, like, maybe I'll try the stretch on the floor next time, maybe I'll try standing up next time, like, maybe I'll try two stretches the next day, you know, it's just sometimes that little sneaky process that helps people to connect to some people, their body, some people, their heart, their emotions, you know, some people, their mind, some people, others, like, some people come to class because they need to connect to other people, too.
0: Right, yeah. It's funny, like, I, um, uh, you know, sometimes when, when, uh, when people, when people get into, when people get into yoga, they, they become evangelistic, and yeah, I they always... preach
1: the gospel. Yeah,
0: and I always, I... I always have to be apprehensive about that because I'm like, okay, I don't want to be that. I don't want to be that person because that person annoyed the shit out of me. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's. But at the same time, when I interact with people and you know, and they're, they're, um, they're I just see their outlook on life, and it's just so uh, so blindly negative, and I just I, I want to. I, I kind of, I try to uh, stealthily incorporate some of the things that, you know, that we learn in class in terms of, and I, I really just, a lot of times I just go to class just for those little nuggets in terms of, uh, you know, this, this may suck, but it won't last. Right. And I bet you'll, you may even feel better after it's done. But shut the fuck up, Van. Okay, alright,
1: we're fine. We might learn something. Yeah, yeah, stuff like
0: that. And I always that echoes me. I mean I will say, you know, that, you know, for every kind thought that I have in my head, in my heart, there is also another side of me that just says, eh, fuck this guy. Eh fuck him. I don't care. Like, he's he's a dickhead. And I don't. That's just. That's just the way I am. And a lot of. I've done all kinds of things to suppress it, to ignore it, and just kind of bury it. But now I just like. Yeah, that. That's a voice in my head. I, you know, I just you know just let the air out. You know, Um, I can't get rid of it. I'll just add more stuff. You know, and. uh, You know, for me you know, uh, yoga has definitely helped me in that regard, you know, in terms of adding more stuff. And it's funny, and not, not to go on about, my, you know, this isn't about me. I was always curious about it because of the, because of the benefits that I've always heard. So I'm kind of, so for me, it was the opposite. And, and so I was, I was, I was always into sports. So as soon as I came to New York, I, uh, you know, I started, uh, I started doing boxing. when I was in high school. I, uh, I was on the wrestling team. But I always would hear about yoga you know, growing up. All these athletes would do it, you know, on the fringe. Like, Sugary Leonard did yoga, and he was in boxing. I'm like, oh, that's stupid. Like, why would he do that? But, like, you know, he's one of the best. You know, he's one of the greatest boxers of all time. I'm like, hmm, all right. Well, I mean, it's from a athletic perspective, you could see the logic of, like, being more flexible, breathing and stuff like that. So all these little... Uh, little benchmarks in my life would just you know kind of echo about like yoga i'm just like yeah but that's fucking stupid i'm not doing it and it just kept on it just kept on like coming at me and then so um so my my current girlfriend does yoga and you know she was doing it before we met and so i was asking her about it i'm like so what about this and what about that like so what about if like we just like hung out like we did it we could do it together and she said no (laughs) <laughs> no, you have to go to class. That's it. You want to do it, just go to class. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to go to class. That's stupid. Like, I'm just. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll just watch YouTube. He was like, no. Like, I, I wouldn't say this if you didn't want to do it. If, but you want to do it, so just do it. Like, you, you're just you're just making excuses. And it just it still wouldn't. It, it's just like yeah, you know yeah, you know. You know I, I I'm just I'm just gonna suck when I get there. I'm not gonna know what I'm doing. You know, I'm just I'm just gonna, yeah. I'm just gonna be like an idiot. And it was just like a magical wand, like maybe not the first class. I think maybe the second class that I took, where it was just like, wow, all that that I had was just total bullshit. I just had like oh, just like a veil lifted over my face. I'm like all that that I carried around I just wasted all that time just thinking of like being so insecure It's bullshit nobody fucking cares <laughs> I can't touch my toes nobody cares nobody's gonna like hard like I'm not in your acting class thank God but <laughs> hey, I was just like God it's so stupid well
1: because they're all worried about their own trying to touch their toes you know it's like nobody's looking around to see what you're doing because they're worrying about themselves you know
0: well even if they are shame on them yeah. Like, worry about your own self <laughs> yeah, I mean totally. that's what I, I mean totally but it 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 was uh, it was insight for me. You know, not only for my life, but how other people view things that they don't, don't want to do. I mean, that's basically what it came down to, was I wanted to do something, but because of the benefit, but I was afraid to do it. And I was never acknowledging that. And I could probably point to a lot of things in my life that, that like that. But then I said to myself one day, okay, what kind of person do you want to be? Do you want to be the person that says, okay, I can do this, so I'm just going to keep doing this? Or do I want to say, like... Well, that looks kind of fun. Uh, let's just do it. And I said, I think I want to be that person. So I just, I just went, I went because I, so I had this similar conversation that uh, like I'm kind of expressing this to to another person, and he's like, Yeah, I don't want to do it. That's uh, that's how that's you know, not no, for n- not for me. But I say, well, we talked a lot about you know mindfulness and spirituality and things like that. I think you could probably get benefit. No. Uh, yeah, I don't want to do it. Okay. Well, then you may, then, then just keep, then you want to be the person that, you know, never reads any new books, doesn't want to learn a new language, doesn't try any new foods. I, I mean, for me, it was just kind of a microcosm of, you know, like, you know, what person do you want to be? How adventurous do you want to be? And, uh, so now that I'm doing it, I just feel like it's just, um, if I can evaluate the, the destination in terms of my reward, then yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go for it, which I wasn't, that's how, how I was maybe, you know, 10 years ago or maybe recent It's five years ago. Um, chart, I just kind of exploded. No, it's great. Um, so is was that? I mean, as as you go on with your practice, I mean, how are you learn? How are you learning new things and rediscovering new things? How are you keeping it fresh for
1: yourself? Oh, I love that. Uh, you always have to keep it fresh. So I think that um, one of my one of my teachers uh, actually says that that inspiration is the key to any like fitness. Uh, Regimen, Or, you know, in this case, it would be for yoga. But I I think that we always have to find inspiration. So it's always good to take classes with different teachers and also your favorite teachers. You know, keep them too, but try new ones also. Um, Try different studios, try different styles. You know, there's so many. New York is wonderful in that respect that we have so many resources here. You know, there's like if you can't afford to go, there's sliding scale or pay what you want. You know, you'll get to the people, it's free. Mm -hmm. You can just put a dollar in the tissue box. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, um, there's, you know, there's so many different styles and teachers and times and locations that it's, it's so, it's so, so wonderful. And that's actually something that I tell my, um, because I train teachers. So that's something that I tell my new teachers is I'm like, don't, don't be afraid to be a teacher there's enough students out there for everyone Mm -hmm. there really is you know there's enough students who want to seek you know new teachers and and they will come to your class because they like you you know but um but yeah i take class all the time i'm really lucky that i get to take class for free at the places where i teach like you know all the places I teach in the city, but then when I travel I always make sure I take class and then, um, and I pay for class too. I'm always happy to try other places where I don't teach and uh, jump into a class if I have an hour free here or there or, um, you know, hit up a friend and be like, hey, you want to go try this studio? So, um, so I think it's good to take classes, um, for all teachers and all practitioners, they should just be taking classes for sure and, um, yeah, online there's great resources too. You know, in places where you, if you're not in New York, there's all kinds of great online. There's Yoga Glow. There's YouTube. There's all kinds of places where you can take class online. Um, but yeah, inspiration is important, and um, and I think also just um, exploring things about your own body and your own mind and. You know, maybe you go take a class on the beach. Maybe you go explore, you know, what it would feel like to get up super early in the morning and go do a mysore practice or, um, you know, just, just changing it up a little bit sometimes is nice, too. It's Don't get me wrong. I, I love good, like, I call it vanilla vinyasa, like like my class. Like, I feel like it's a nice vanilla vinyasa class. It's, like, pretty balanced. It's, like... A, it's a little booty kicking, but it's not like you're not going to die afterwards, you know. It's just sort of a, a little bit of everything, a little chanting, a little, you know, poses, a little breathing, but not, not, nothing too heavy in one department. But um, So I, I love that kind of a class, but I also love other classes that are different from mine because it helps me to find more, like discover more about what I might want to put into my class or what I might want to try or... You know, get into.
0: But. Do you think it's important to, uh, you know, when you were talking about, you know, if you're having a bad day and you're going into the class and you just take a moment, do you think it's important to, you know, say to to kind of recalibrate your your mind and your heart before class, or just kind of harness that and just say like, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna focus on this and I'm gonna learn from it and I'm just gonna, you know. You know, come what may. For instance, like um, say your 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 grandmother died, um, and then that's on your mind, and you're going into class. Is that something that you kind of shelf and say, "Look, I'm going to focus on class," or do you do you think about your grandmother? You know, during warm ups and stretching, and then you know during practice.
1: If something really bad happens, like if I was in a bad breakup or if somebody like died, I, I get a sub for my class because I. I feel like I can't, I can't give to people, like I can't give them anything if I'm really, really depleted. So yeah, if I have some stupid run in with the the subway or I had sort of a bad day but I can't really necessarily put my finger on what it is, I'll suck it up and I'll either have a moment outside where I pull it together, or I'll come inside and have a moment where I'm like, okay, child's pose, because I need a second, you know? Right,
0: but let's say, are you taking that in, or are you kind of shutting it out?
1: Um, But I mean, if it's something bad, though, like, not bad, but like a bigger thing, you know, something bigger than just a small... Like, in my mind, I sort of separate, like, if it's something really profound, like somebody dying, or something really big then i i can't i feel like i can't teach like that
0: all right well let's just say uh let's say you um had a, Bad, ar- a argument with with with, with your, 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 your sweet mom yeah, yeah. <laughs> your, yeah your mom didn't right. want to do that pose that you right faced on, you're like i don't know what i'm doing now and it really upset you so it's something like that do you, sure. you focus on that or you're like you know what i'm not going to do with this now
1: Oh, that's a good question. I think, as much as I would try not to focus on it, uh, and of course, when I teach, I like sort of get into the zone and i and I usually don't focus on it. It doesn't mean that it wouldn't come up once in a while, like in my thoughts of like, oh man, look, I can be so nice to these people, but I can't be nice to my mom. I'm a horrible person, yeah. you know, and i and I think that that's totally. The work, like, I think that that's where we get to use this yoga practice of these putting ourselves into pretzels. Like, that's where we can use the advantage of that practice. Um, that's where we see the, the benefits of, of noticing when that thought comes up mm-hmm. I'm a horrible person, why can't I be nice to these strangers? Like, uh, why can't I be nice to the strangers, but I can't be nice to my mother who raised me, you know, (laughs) I think that we, I think that we get to notice that. And I, and I think that the noticing is where shift can happen if we want it to. Like, I don't think that it happens overnight and I don't, and I certainly am not some person that's like, Oh, I'm a saint. You know, I, I I have to do yoga like at least every couple days so that I don't yell at my cab driver over (laughs) stupid things. Do you know what I mean? Like I, and I'm and I think of myself as being a nice balanced person, but I but this city is hard. Like it's it's hard to be really nice and walk around with a big, wide open heart when people are like throwing elbows at you all the time. You know what I mean? Right. So I think that I think that the practice helps us to be a little bit more in that space where we can have the big open heart but also be able to like stand up straight and be ready if there's an elbow coming your way you
0: know right and I, I think dealing with uh you know those those negative thoughts or sad thoughts i i think that's the perfect place to, to confront them yeah. at least for me i mean i don't i don't know what i'm talking about but as opposed to in the Maybe. you know in, in the room like in a like in your bedroom or you know I, I just you know it's that's that's the ultimate catharsis you know in the terms like in the you know in the, the the transition between poses, you know, where your mind will drift or maybe be in the room. I just feel like that's the time. You know, I, I've experimented that this with myself in terms of, you know, there was there's one t- um, there's one day where I said, you know, I had a lot on my mind and I just said, I'm going to focus on these things per- on purpose and I'm just going to deal with it. And, you know, and it, and it was emotional for me. I'm glad. I'd rather deal with it then, than you know, then with somebody that you know just kind of, you know, somebody that I love who says something stupid and I flip the fuck out. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that energy has to go somewhere. So yeah. I'd rather it go. I'd rather sweat it out in a room where I'm being tortured by an instructor that I really like, but for some <laughs> reason is trying to kill me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a me- That's such a great way to think of. Dealing with those things, I, I love that. Um, just like you you say, you know, hey, I'm gonna make this time. I'm gonna make the class, or I'm gonna make this hour, this time for myself to deal with these things. And even if you're focusing on them, that's where it's going. Like it's fine, but it's. But I think that if we don't make the time, then it's just constantly hanging over our head of like I have to deal with these things. And then it's like, would you rather have 23 hours in the day of like sometimes worrying about these things or having them hang over your head and waste your mental energy or would you rather have that one concentrated hour where maybe like you said there's a little catharsis that happens, there's a little healing there's this like focused energy concentration on it, you sweat it out you know that the endorphins and the things that happen from exercise like sometimes help to change our brain chemistry a little bit Um, so I think it's I think that that's the that's the best is that you you're you're saying i'm going to take this one hour instead of these 23 hours of the day to focus on this in a more concentrated way i think that's awesome
0: how has yoga helped you in terms of your interpersonal relationships and and uh and and i know you're a singer how does that help with your music
1: oh that's awesome uh i think they're very related um because the first question you said, which is, how does it help me?
0: I know I combined, I with, really, shame should shame on me, should. I combined it. No, how but it's so questions.
1: great because the, my answer for that, the first thing that I thought of was when we, like a, a big thing for a lot of people, or at least in my style of yoga is, um, is communication. And also as a, as a teacher, I have to learn how to communicate better with my students. So if I say, put your right foot forward, and everybody's putting their left foot forward, I have to wonder, like, was I clear? Did they not hear me? Was I not loud enough? Are they not paying attention? Why are they not paying attention? Is my music too loud? Like, are they tired from too many things I did earlier? You know what I mean? I have to always answer that question for myself as the teacher to be like, how can I communicate better with these people? So, because I'm constantly trying to communicate better with people on the mat, I feel that I work a little bit more on communicating with my friends and my, you know, sometimes boyfriends here and there with, I mean, that's always a really hard thing to do. I think that's my big challenge is communicating with my beloveds. But, um, I think I'm not alone in that, but, um, how can I communicate better with, people and um, and one of the things we talk about in yoga is the chakras which are you know people describe them all different ways but the sort of quick and dirty explanation would be like energy points in the body and one of them that I think is really relevant for communication is our throat chakra which would also be um, you know important for like a singer you know just to tap into like our our throat chakra and a lot of the th- the energy around the throat chakra is, um, you know, being able to say what you want to people and, and in life, like being able to express what you want and also, uh, just creativity and being able to just express yourself in some way. So the laugh, a sing, a little singing session, some crying, some, uh, talking, you know, it's, um, and, and I think that people, um, that that's, that part of us can get shut down, uh, especially if you're not someone who who labels yourself as an artist or as a creative person. I think that the, I think that a lot of people are creative, even if they don't do creative things for their jobs. We have a we have this creative part in us that needs to be shared and expressed. And I think that when you're in a yoga class and the first time they make you say Om, you're like. I'm not a Hindu. I don't (laughs) want to say Om. Like, what is this? You know, like, you know, if they don't don't explain to you what the Om is, then why would you want to do it? But I think sometimes people just do it anyway because everybody else is doing it, and then that vibration sort of settles into your being, and you're like, oh, I'm singing this Om, even though I'm not a singer, you know. And you go back and you do it again, and I, I think that there's subtle things that happen. In the yoga practice that help people to tap into that part, like that physical part of their body, their throat, their heart, like that area of your physical body that can help us to communicate better. Right? You, you, if you're someone who doesn't always express yourself then when you have to say Om in class, it's just it's just a small thing, but it's a it's a process. Just like the poses are a process. Like you can't do the splits the first day you walk into class. But um, I think the more you do it, the more that vibration settles in with you. Then maybe the more you might be excited to to say something to to a friend, or you might be able to just to say to the universe, like, "Oh, I really want this in my life." Um, but yeah, I think that that's helpful for sort of general communication. Like, I think that that's been helpful is to just tap into that uh, because I'm a teacher, and then also that because I get that sort of throat chakra energy, that vibration from like chanting and from saying Om and stuff like that. But the but for singing, uh, I would say the breathing is really helpful. It's a little different, like yoga breathing, than when I sing. It's it's um, there's some different things, so I, I, don't, I don't think that it's um, counterproductive, certainly, but it's different. Um, but I think that just in general, learning how to breathe better is really helpful for singers and has been really helpful for me, um, just to do more pranayama, more breathing techniques. And um, there's a, actually a really great book called A Soprano on Her Head that my <laughs> singing teacher used to use that was, you know, she'd have me lay on the floor and do all these different things to get me to be able to sing, like, the higher notes to, like, relax a certain part of my throat or my voice and, um, so in some ways I think that yoga is helpful for that, just because it can open all your muscles in your, you know, between your ribs, or it can help you to, like, relax your diaphragm more, so if, you, if you're like a big-time singer, it can sort of just help you with what you're already doing, you know, your training that you're already doing. Um, But now I I feel like I do, like I'm sort of dabbling in like yoga music land and I was really resistant to doing yoga music because in my mind, yoga music was really boring (laughs) and stupid. (laughs) And, um, And that's why I always played like like, I would play like Leah's songs in class, or I'd play like really cool indie rock in class, and I would pride myself on having these like epic playlists that were songs that people didn't necessarily know, so they, so they wouldn't get distracted by singing along with the words, but that they were like cool songs, you know, that they could like vibe to. And now I'm sort of seeing that like I can write music like that, I can play my own music in class, I can, um, I can have some chant some songs that are chants that are maybe in English or that are maybe in Sanskrit, but explain to people what you know, if we're gonna chant in class, I usually try to tell people what we're saying. I don't just like tell them to like follow me blindly. Cause like, I think it's helpful. <laughs> I think that just as I was explaining today, like in classes that oh, when we're twisting, you know, we're helping to massage our organs and we're we're bringing more like space and like nutrients to the spine and the spinal cord. I think that people like to hear the benefits of what they're doing sometimes. So, likewise, with it, if we were going to chant, then I would want them to know what they were saying. Um, so I'm finding that with my music, I can, I can guide a little bit. Of, I can do some quote-unquote yoga music without it being like boring and not accessible to people, like, if, if it's that they don't know what it is, then I have to explain, you know, or there has to be a way to somehow incorporate that. So I'm having fun these days, like, lately, like, the last, like, year or so, with, with, like, dabbling a little bit in that, which
2: is cool.
0: As a, as an instructor, um, I, are you, have you kind of seen, like, the, the certain, um, uh, certain ways how people can be dogmatic in terms of how in terms of the way in terms of the genres of the way people work out. Like for instance, not necessarily it could be yoga or like people who are in oh, You CrossFit. Know, they can't they can't shut the fuck up about it. Yeah. Or even like I'll even admit, people who do uh, you know Brazilian jiu jitsu, they're just like dude, I, I do it too. Shut the fuck up. Totally. I, okay, whatever. What What is that about? Like, why I guess just because we just get into certain things and we just want to like, oh my God, this is like my life, right? Yeah,
1: I don't know. I think I think people get like that with yoga too. I mean, I'm not so much like that when I teach. I like to give people a lot of flexibility, but then there are certain things that I can't be flexible with, you know, it's like in a certain pose, like you know your butt has to be on the floor, otherwise you're gonna hurt your back. like so there's certain safety things where I don't. I don't budge on but I think that other teachers might have a lot more things that they don't budge on because their teacher said you can't budge on this you know and so I think it just depends on how you were taught and also how you were raised and what you experience and one of the things that I tell my new teachers to do is like teach from your experience so don't take my word for it ever like try it for yourself See if what I'm telling you works for you, and then if it does, that's what you teach your students. And I think that um, you know, I think that there's power to that. Obviously, otherwise I wouldn't do it. But I also think that sometimes it's nice to have discipline, like with martial arts or with yoga. There's something, there's something disciplined about it that sometimes things are supposed to be a certain way to teach you discipline. And then once you have the discipline, there's like you can expand the boundaries a little bit. You can sort of play the edge and push out a little
2: bit.
0: One thing that was a a kind of a a new thing for me, um, you know, whenever, you know, whenever, uh, I think when most people are working out, you know, you just, you want to go hard. You know, if you're working, you know, you're lifting weights, I can do more reps, you know, that, that inertia of just like force. Mm -hmm. And yoga is completely counterintuitive of that. And I think that's, that's amazing. It's just for me it was like learning how to crawl. it's it's amazing and it's brilliant and um, look, I I, I mean I've mentioned yoga from time to time on the show, so my listeners are like, Okay dude, like you, you have this show about yoga, shut the fuck up
2: <laughs>
0: But I, I, I would I wouldn't I wouldn't preach it unless I I mean I, I you know I You're
1: and, sharing your experience. Exactly. I yeah. mean this is what this
0: show's about. It's about uh, you know, about honest conversation. My point is, whether it's yoga or taking a cooking class or whatever, don't be afraid to. Uh, if you know the benefit, don't be afraid to go for it. I remember, so I had this conversation. This is even, this is before I started doing uh, yoga. Uh, it came up, and this uh, this girl said, "Yeah, you know, I, I did like I would, uh, I did yoga. I tried doing yoga once, and like they were doing these like these weird prayers, and I just that's uh, not for me." And even then, this is years ago, even then I was like, so you go to a grocery store and they have bad produce and you're never going to a grocery store again. That's it. It's... <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, right? people were just locked into like a certain, like we were saying before about labels. Nope. Uh, I tried it. I'm never, I'm never having spaghetti and meatballs again. Nope. Not doing it. Over never, it. ever. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, Amber, thank you so much for doing this.
1: Oh my gosh, thank you, man. I love the show, I'm a huge fan, and um, thank you for having me. Thank you. Um,
0: any uh, any final thoughts that you'd like to share with, uh, with the listeners?
1: Uh, well, thank you for having me on the show, and also, I think that one thing that we didn't talk about but that just sort of came up naturally in conversation was, um, you know, with your experience with yoga, I think, I think that you're your male listeners uh, could maybe um, just hear a little bit of your experience that uh, you know you wanted a little bit more like fitness I think it's you know you, you didn't you wanted to try it maybe with the girlfriend and not take a class like I think for a lot of not just guys I don't want to be sexist but I think for a lot of new people to yoga um, it's helpful to take a beginner class it's helpful to take a class with like your community like with your jujitsu jitsu buddies you know you maybe all go to a class together uh and you tell the teacher like hey we all do jujitsu," and then you know what the teacher will do a class for like hip opening for you guys you know like they'll do like a special hey this is how you do like this cool lock you know like you never know what the teacher like could could, could do unless you tell them sort of like what you're Like that's why I ask everybody, what do you want to work on?
2: Right.
1: Um, so I think that, I think that for new, new people who might be interested to yoga or like for, especially like for dudes, like take a beginner class, take a class with like people in your, in your sort of community, um, you know, ask questions, do a little homework, do a little research ahead of time before you go and see what the studio is like. like. are they doing prayers in class and you're not into that? Like, maybe go somewhere else, you know? Do, like, a tiny bit of homework or even take a private lesson with a teacher um, to get you, like, comfortable so that you won't feel silly in class. Like, not that you should feel silly, but sometimes I tell people, like, oh, just take a private lesson uh, real quick so that you they can sort of show you everything to do so that when you go to class, it's uh, you know what I mean? Um, so that would be, like, my only little side note would be like just uh do a little homework ahead of time
0: um, yeah and and i want to i want (laughs) to add to that from my personal experience and what i you know and we kind of touched upon this so whether you're doing it for the first time or you've tried it or you 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 practice yoga you may not want to do it you may not like doing it but i i pre I, i can almost guarantee when it's done you'll be glad you did it
1: totally (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's how I feel I mean I don't feel that way I feel that way most of the time About like working out Of like you know Traditional workouts or whatever I feel that way all the time about it. actually I, I take that back Because I always look forward to yoga and, and again it's one of those things That you know it's a lear- It's about learning who you are And you know Taking care of yourself Because you know like what you said About your mom about being apprehensive To go to a gym uh, you, just, you just let that If you can let that go That's so, that's so much freedom you know, being in a room, working really hard, and working hard, working on yourself, but just letting go of like, not caring if people look at you or if you're not very good.
1: It's very freeing. <laughs> or not even
0: like, elevate. like I had to learn to let go of like, I'm not good at this. I'm not. I'm not getting better. Let it go. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> Are you having fun? Are you sweating? Are you working hard? That's it. That's all. And you, you're breathing. You're recalibrating yourself. That's that's it. That yeah. that it's it's hard but it's simple, yeah. um, and it's you know it's uh, it's brought me a lot of benefit, brought me a lot of joy, and it enabled us to talk. Yes. It, I was able to talk with you with some with some gravitas. That's the
1: best. That's
0: the so, best. Uh, Amber, thank you again.
1: Yes, thank you. Uh,
0: everybody, have a great, wonderful day. Uh, see you next week and uh, bodhisattva. Go out and do good in the world. Thank you. Hey everybody, thanks so much for listening to this special episode. All about yoga. Uh, Thank you to Amber. Um, It was a great conversation, and I'm uh, around the 50-minute mark. I'm sorry for that going on that just kind of verbal explosion. I I really wish I uh, gave Amber a little bit more time than just kind of me spewing my whatever. But I got so excited, so you know, forgive me. I'm sorry just got so amped talking about yoga with Amber and life you know she's an exceptional human being and you know I I just meet you know having this conversation I just love her love her to death and 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 you're a part of the conversation too you were just on the quiet side so I'm sure you've fallen in love with her too Uh, she uh, is a yoga instructor throughout New York City as she goes also to other cities um, in Colorado in Miami all over the country um, maybe she'll come to your city Uh, you can uh, you can follow her on Twitter uh, again at Amber D'Amato Amber with a Y Uh, she as far as New York City she does a a class at Loom Studio and she also uh, instructs uh, a hot yoga class uh, at Crunch I forget where exactly in Manhattan in, in Crunch but uh, you, can, you, can, you can email me and then, uh, and then I can ask her or you can just tweet her directly as a special treat I'm going to leave you with another song by uh, Amber this one's called Little Heart thank you guys I love you so much and uh, talk to you later I've
2: tried not to dance with ideas of romance not to wear my heart honestly I have tried to stay calm not to raise the alarm and it failed miserably. You came along, you knew I had it all wrong. Beneath the facade I wanted some love for a sad and lonely little heart. Well I fell for you fast in a passing glance through the rain in California. Really wanted to Find a different way. So I packed my bags and left home. I came along to live for something worth trying for. For passion and fame, for expressivity, with a full and open little heart. Oh.